0: what is up welcome to the mary makes muscles podcast it is great to have you here i am mary thanks for tuning into the show today and today's episode if you're a first-time listener thank you for showing up thank you for being here and if you're a returning listener thanks for coming back for more i hope i can provide you with some good information today i am recording this episode on january 1st it's about 7 30 in the morning I just finished up a great lower body workout. I headed to the gym pretty early this morning to start the new year out. It's my deload week, so not pushing too hard in my workout. I was able to get through it pretty quickly. It took me less than an hour. Usually my workouts are over 90 minutes, but when it's deload week, I don't need to rest as long in between sets. I'm also not doing as many sets, so it's just a lighter workout in general, and I'll be doing that all week just to kind of give my muscles and my central nervous system a break Deload week is a good idea if you push hard frequently in your workouts because your body can only handle so much and you kind of need a week to... Get some rest, let things settle down so that you feel good and can continue to push harder in the long run. If I just went hard week after week after week, I would get drained both both uh, physically and mentally. So deload week for me has a lot of benefits that are both physical and mental. You know, mentally, it's a lot going into the workouts knowing, you know, I have to do more weight than last week. I have to push harder. I have to do more reps. Last week, I noticed that a lot because it was week four of my program, and I had pushed hard all month, and I was only able to add a little weight and reps here and there on week four, but I still did my best. Um, Excited about Deload Week, though. If you don't really know what Deload Week is, I would be happy to do a podcast or something about it sometime, but... Basically, kind of like rest days, if you never feel like you need a break and you kind of just, you know, feel very repetitive in your workouts and every workout feels the same, that's a sign that you need to be pushing harder if you don't need a rest day or a deload week. Because you do, it taxes your central nervous system and it taxes your muscles if you're pushing as hard as you should be. So keep that in mind and definitely deload weeks are something you should work into your training. Um, I do one every four to five weeks. So I'll go hard like four weeks in a row and then take one week where I still do all my workouts. But like I said... I do much lower weight, I do like 60% of my normal working volume, I do fewer reps, and sometimes I even cut a set out. So anything I can do to just make the workout easier but keep my body moving. Okay, but today's episode is not about deload weeks. Today's episode is I'm going to talk about four underrated fat loss hacks that you can start today to help you lose more weight. Um, Before I jump into that topic, I just want to give you a quick reminder to please leave a five-star review of my podcast. It helps me out a lot. It helps me to reach more people and it helps me to grow the show so I can help more people just like you on their health and fitness journey. That's why I do this. That's why I record these episodes. That's why I produce as much content as I do, because I want to help and reach as many people as possible. So a written review goes a long way. And if you could share this show with a friend or someone in your circle that you think would benefit from it, that would mean a lot to me, too. Um, I like doing these episodes on a weekly basis, these podcast episodes, because I want to do as much as I can to help you. And if I see more people listening and I get more feedback, it kind of makes me feel like it's worthwhile and meaningful to someone out there. And that's what I do. I want to help people out. So please leave a review. Please share it with a friend. Let me know if you enjoyed the show. All of those things will help me to advance the show and just to you know, get more consistent with it and also to reach more people and help as many people as I possibly can. So thank you for that in advance. I appreciate you a ton once again for being here. So let's get into the episode now, four underrated fat loss hacks to help you start losing more weight today. So the first one I want to say is has to do with your food choices and your recipes and your meals and things like that. The number one underrated fat loss hack is to forget the fancy. And what do I mean by that? You know, you can find so many recipes on TikTok and on Reels and on Pinterest that say they are fat loss recipes, but they're going to make you frustrated and tired in the end. People who are most successful with their weight loss and with maintaining their progress long term are extremely simple with their nutrition. They don't make a lot of fancy recipes Their meals consist of a protein, a vegetable, and a carb on their plate. Nothing extravagant and nothing super time-consuming. Things like salads are great, stir fries are great. Things that are easy to prepare are the way to go. So instead of devoting time to looking for fancy recipes, buying special ingredients and spices that he'll probably only use, you know, for that recipe and then they'll just sit in your pantry and, you know, then taking extended periods of time to cook the recipes, a better strategy that I give my clients is to come up with a list of just meal components instead, things that are much simpler So list out your favorite one ingredient protein sources. By that, I mean, you know, your favorite type of meat, your favorite type of fish, maybe a vegan protein source you enjoy. Make a list of protein sources that you will eat regularly and then make a list also your favorite vegetables and a few of your favorite nutrient dense carbs that you enjoy Then, you know, have those foods in your house, prepare them in advance, and mix and match them throughout the week to make your meals have a little bit of variety. Maybe you like, like, turkey breast cutlets, or you like fish, you like chicken thighs, and then you also like lean ground beef. Those would be some protein sources examples. So what you do is you make those things individually on their own, so you have all the proteins prepped and prepared for the week. And then you can use like a different seasoning for each one. So you have some flavor variety for them too. Then you would prepare your three favorite vegetables off of that list for the week. And you also prepare them individually. And you finally would make your carbs. You know, maybe you'll make some sweet potatoes, some regular potatoes, and some quinoa. So you have all of those things prepared for the week. Now now all of those individual meal components are ready. You don't have to do a lot of work. You know, you can just cook the potatoes all together whole. You can cook the meat together whole. You don't have to chop a lot of things. You don't have to measure a lot of things out. You just cook each individual item, and then you make different combinations for your meals throughout the week. It's super simple. Maybe one night you do, like, salmon and quinoa, Then the other night you do sweet potatoes and chicken thighs, and then a different night you combine the salmon with the sweet potatoes and a different vegetable on the side. So you're not eating the exact same dinner every night or the same lunch every day but you're eating the same simple foods throughout the week that are easy to prepare, that are already prepared, that aren't taking a lot of your times. Um, So look to keep things very simple. Forget the fancy when it comes to your meals and your cooking and your recipes. So today, you know, you can even do this right now as you're finishing up this podcast or when you're done listening to it, write down eight to 10 protein sources that you could see yourself eating regularly throughout the week. And then keep that list somewhere you can see it, you know, when you're making your list for grocery shopping, write down three to five vegetables and three to five carbs to add to those protein sources to make complete meals. So now you kind of have a go to list of your favorite foods of things that you know you'll eat that are simple to prepare. So making a simple plan will make you much more successful on your quest for weight loss. So that is tip number one. So many people fail because they try to complicate it and they tr- they think they need a flashy recipe and all these elaborate meals. Something like chicken and rice and broccoli might seem boring, but you can use different sauces, different seasonings, different vegetables instead of broccoli to make it a more exciting meal and mix it up a little bit you can add hot sauce to it. That's kind of what I do for everything. I think I have like 15 different kinds of hot sauce on my counter right now. I really need a separate place just to keep all of them because I've been buying a lot of different brands and you know variety of hot sauces, because if you add them to meals, it really does kind of kick up the flavor. Um, I don't keep hot sauce in my refrigerator. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to after I open it, but I find that it tastes hotter and it tastes better. It adds more flavor to the meal at room temperature. So that's what I like. And that's what I'm going for. Um, I was at where was I I was at a kombucha tasting room the other day. And they make a hot sauce there. So I I tried it. And I have a really high tolerance for spicy stuff. I don't know how that happened. I don't remember having that in the past. But I could tell when I was trying them that the guy behind the counter was a little worried that you know, I was going to like, lose it and like need water and bread and all this stuff. But I was just drinking them, the hottest ones and chugging them down and they were so good. So yeah, definitely hot sauce is a great option for adding variety to your meals. Um, Enough there. Actually one more thing to add as far as simple foods go is sandwiches. They're something that I think people sleep on, but sandwiches are delicious and you can make a nice healthy sandwich. That's, that's a complete meal. You get some protein from the meat, You can add some healthy fat with a little avocado or some cheese, a quality bread for your carbs, and then dress it up with some greens or some shaved carrots or some sliced cucumbers. So make sandwiches, you kind of get them on your radar as a healthy meal option, that's super simple. They're simple and satisfying and you can get really creative with them and they're not very time consuming to make either. So there are a lot of also like high quality mustards and sriracha sauces that you can put on your sandwich that are extremely low in calories, also pickles and relish. So keep those things in mind and definitely consider making sandwiches for your lunch because they're very easy. You don't have to cook anything. I just wanted to add that in. Uh, You can easily get 40 or 50 grams of protein from a sandwich. So I feel like sandwiches kind of get demonized and get looked at as like, oh my God, bread. You can't have bread. It's going to make you fat. You can eat bread. Um, you can lose fat and still eat sandwiches, still eat bread, still eat your carbs. So try it out. Uh, you can to decrease the calories in them a little bit. You can do something like have a lighter cheese or a leaner meat or calorie-free sauces, like I said. Um, they don't require a lot of prep. And a lot of sandwiches can be made in less than five minutes without having to cook everything. So, yeah, um, forget about the fancy foods. Unless you're someone who has a ton of time on their hands and just wants to do nothing else but be in the kitchen all day, I would say to keep it really simple. That's the best thing you can do in order to make your weight loss maintainable and sustainable in the long run. Next up, the second underrated fat loss hack I have is to be proactive and to pre-track your meals. So put your food into a calorie tracking app the day before or the night before. Sure, putting it in as you go is great. It's better than not putting in it in at all. But if you really want to dial it in and take things to the next level, pre-log your food the night before it gives you structure and framework and forces you to think about what you have in the fridge and how you're going to hit your calorie protein and fiber intake for the next day and how you're going to hit your goals. It forces you to be proactive. It makes you think about your meals and what you're going to eat and really take the quality of your nutrition to the next level. So pre-track your food and your meals ahead of time To take that a step further and assure you hit your protein goal, plug all your protein in first when you're pre-tracking. So enter your protein for breakfast, then your protein for lunch, then your protein for dinner, then whatever protein sources you're going to have for snacks or desserts, and see how many grams you have after you do that, and make sure it's enough to hit your protein target for the day. From there, you can then plug in your carbs and your fats and do just enough of those to keep you in your calorie range. And this might sound complex and like a lot of work, but it's actually very simple and it allows for a good amount of flexibility because what you're doing, You plug everything in, you've hit your protein goal already, and now with that other food, you have more room to plug in maybe some fun foods without having to worry about getting to your protein goal and going over your calories because you know your protein is accounted for. So it's actually a really good tool. Um, It's a really good hack. Give it a try. The first few times you do it, it might take a little longer to figure everything out, but Done consistently over time, it will get easier and you'll eventually be getting it done in less than five minutes. I still pre-track my food. I, I think it makes everything easier. You know, the next day I just open my app and I'm like, oh, I'm having six ounces of chicken thighs for dinner. Easy, they're in the fridge, we're good to go. So it does get simple. You know, I eat close to 3,000 calories a day and it takes me like three or four minutes to get everything logged for the day before because I've been doing it for a long time. So at first you might have to devote like five to 10 minutes, but eventually it will become less time and it goes a long way in the long run if you want to see those long-term results with your nutrition. On to the third underrated fat loss hack, that is to go grocery shopping at the same day and time every week. And to add to that, do your food prep at the same time every week. And you might be wondering, like, what does this do? First of all, it ensures that you get it done because you have that time blocked off. But beyond that, it takes the guesswork out for you. It establishes structure and routine surrounding your nutrition, which is a common theme here. You want there to be a lot of consistency, a lot of habits in place. Um, You'll know what you need to buy and how much of it because you'll start to learn how much of each item you consume from week to week. So the bottom line is it makes things easier for you. And what's easy is repeatable. And repeatability leads to consistency and leads to results. So you want to take on habits that you know you can do over and over again, for the long haul. Um, It's a big part of being disciplined. The most successful people I know with their health and fitness are very routine oriented. They do their workouts at the same time each week. They go for their walks around the same time each day. They create structure in their life with their grocery shopping and with their meal prepping too. So maybe, for example, you grocery shop Friday nights. You know, that's an exciting Friday night. And on Thursday night, you might look at what is on sale for the week and maybe make your list accordingly as far as the brands go and what vegetables you're going to choose, when you're going to stock up on certain frozen items when they're on sale. Um, so, you know, set that time aside to do that, too. If you do on gro- online grocery delivery like I do, which I highly recommend, by the way, I haven't been into a grocery store since Before Thanksgiving, and it removed just like a major stressor that I didn't even know was there in my life, and just a block of time totally opened up. I don't have to drive to the grocery store anymore. I don't have to deal with the parking lot, which was huge. I don't have to carry my bags from the car, and and all this stuff was just cut out of my life when I decided to go with uh, grocery delivery. So I never want to go to a grocery store again. I'm sure I'll have to at some point for like a quick run in, but. This has been an awesome change for me. So I highly recommend either delivery. I know some people do the store pickup, um, but I like them bringing it just to my doorstep. It's really nice. I live in an apartment and I have to park kind of far away. Not that I mind moving and all that, but it's just been a really, really good change and it's made things a lot easier for me. So back to the topic Create routine in your life for more success. That's how you build the consistency you need to make progress. Just mundane repetition of the same actions over and over again. What seems boring is what you want to do. You want to be boring. You want to repeat the same habits over and over again. That's how you make progress and that's how you see long-term results. So that's number three. Go grocery shopping at the same time every week. I like getting my food on Friday and doing my meal prep on Saturday. That way, I'm not waiting to the last minute on Sundays and rushing, and I can just kind of relax on Sundays. I like to kind of chill on the couch on Sundays, maybe go for a walk. I don't want to be in the kitchen that much. There's usually one or two items left over that I still have to make, but I get the bulk of it done on Saturday. Um, Also, that way, if I don't get it done on Saturday, I have that backup day. I have a buffer day on Sundays to get... My meal prep done still and I'm not just waiting until the last minute on Sunday night to start. So be proactive and make a plan for your shopping and for your meal prep. The final thing I have to say regarding underrated fat loss hacks is one that isn't always particularly popular and that is to just go to sleep. Getting less than eight hours of sleep per night can wreak havoc on your food choices. It is super important to get a full seven to nine hours of sleep as much as you can. It makes losing fat easier. You'll make better choices surrounding your, your food. You'll get more activity in during the day. I get that, you know, some people are busier. Maybe you have a toddler or a baby, and it's just not possible or realistic for you to get eight hours of sleep a night, but still do your best, you know. And to you people out there who don't have that situation, maybe you don't have little kids and things like that, um, you don't have an excuse. Go to sleep. Get your seven to nine hours of sleep. Stop the scroll on your phone. Don't turn on that next episode of your show. Just go to sleep. Go to bed. It helps you to manage stress and be less irritable, which can lead to less stress eating. If you're not up late, you can't late night snack. So there are so many benefits to getting at least eight hours of sleep. If you're a busy parent and you just can't, I totally understand that, but still try to do your best, even if you find a way to just go to bed 30 minutes earlier per night. It will go a long way, and at the end of the week, that adds up to getting three plus more hours of sleep per week, which is a pretty significant amount. Um, To that, I will add, because I have to say this and I can't help myself, if you're consistently getting less than seven hours of sleep, but you're waking up to work out four or more days a week, swap some of those workouts out to sleep in. You're not being lazy if you do that. Sleep is so important for your health. Sleep is more important for your health than overtraining is, especially if you're underslept. You don't want to overtrain in that situation at all. It's a ton of stress on your body. And in that situation, you're just screwing yourself out of recovery and you're increasing the stress on your body. And that will lead to more hunger and cravings and make it more difficult to lose weight. So sometimes, you know, the thing you need more of is not more workouts. The thing you need more of is sleep. And a properly designed workout program can get you results training three days a week, and you would be far better off getting an extra hour or two of sleep in the morning than you are getting that fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh workout of the weekend. Take time away from those workouts and devote it to getting some sleep. Please take that into consideration. I know that's you know, kind of counterintuitive and it might be hard for some of you to do, but sleep is that important that it's okay to cut back on your workouts in order to make sure you're getting it. I say this only because I care and I want you know the best results for you and I want you to feel your best. I don't want you to be tired. I want you to perform well. So please consider doing that. If you're training four or more days a week and you feel like you're chronically underslept, find a way to swap those workouts out for more sleep and you'll be better off. All right, that's the episode for today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for being here and listening. You are the absolute best. If you need anything from me, please let me know. Send me a message anytime. I will leave my email here in the show notes. You can send me a DM on Instagram whenever you feel like it. I am happy to answer questions, go back and forth, and help you in any way I can. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.